Alright, so last time when we were together, and for a number of weeks, we have spoken on the issue of the power of the moment. The timings of God. How so much that our Father is ever always in the present. And as we move on in that, first of all, let me just say, we want to thank also God for the blessing of these new microphones. You can see all of them are new. And even the people on Zoom, I know they are now hearing very clear. It is so clear that you'll, you'll think that they are right here in our midst. There has been a, quite a cry for a long time for our beloved ones on Zoom because they were not hearing. Our voices were not going through. The worship team was not coming through. But now to, from today henceforth, everything is sound and clear, and we thank God for that. Now, do you know how it came to be? A precious child of God in our midst has, you know, blessed us with a whole 600 pounds to get all these particular mics in place. That is a very wonderful blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another precious brother, uh, although dear one, also blessed us with that particular monitor that you see there. And he also, that was about, he worked out to make sure that the Zoom is now up and running and beautiful, bought all the necessary equipment. So we thank God for the blessing. And we give glory to God. And so your giving is not in vain. And remember one thing. Every sacrifice you make, even as you give it here, whatever goes on here also likewise goes to your account in the name of Jesus. Every preaching that is done here, the credit doesn't come to me. It comes to you because you are maintaining this particular place and making sure that the Lord is glorified in this place. And those who come to the cafe, they are blessed likewise in the name of Jesus Christ because of your ministry, because of your giving, because of the sacrifices that each one of you makes. So let us continue doing that. Let us continue praying for each other and the Lord will be glorified in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so as, as, as we continue doing that, we've got our roof. The, the roof over the cafe has been leaking quite a lot. We've instructed somebody to come and do it. It's going to cost us about 5000 And we are praying that God will continue as you give. The Lord will grant favor that, that we may be able to fix it. Or when they finish it, maybe in a month's time, we shall have uh, everything up and running and everything will be proper for the glory of God. So God bless you abundantly for your continual giving and for continual sacrifice. And the name of the Lord be glorified. Amen. Amen. Now, don't be worried. Yeah, you know, time is gone, but I'm not going to keep you for long. Praise the Lord. We shall, we, we shall continue with the message another time if it doesn't get finished. So there's no problem as the, if the Lord tarries in his coming. So let us continue with what it is that we've been sharing on. We touched last time on the testimony of God. And if you remember, we've been looking at that particular aspect of God works in the moment. God is not waiting for you in the future. He is always, I am who I am. And he wants us always to recognize that in our interactions with him in the name of Jesus Christ. And remember what we shared last time when we were together. That is the law that is in Psalms chapter 19 and verse 7. We say that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. But we were measuring mainly on the testimony. We say that the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And it is interesting that God is interested in making wise the simple. And many times he bypasses the wise, those ones who are exalted in the, in the secular. But he reaches out unto the simple to manifest himself. And I pray that by the grace of God, we may find ourselves in that particular group of the simple who are able to tap in 
into the testimony of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Last time, if you can listen to the last message, we shared in depth about what is the testimony of the Lord. And we shared a, bit, a few aspects concerning it. Now today, I want us to look a, a bit, a step further. What does the testimony of the Lord teach? And if you are a child of God, and if you are one of His, seek to be able to hear what is his testimony teaching, teaching, what is his testimony teaching me, or what am I learning from the testimony that the Lord is giving unto me? Now, we know first of all, as we, we've shared in times past, and it has always been declared unto us, that God, our Father, he is invisible. He is beyond knowing. And it's interesting if you go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the scriptures we know, it says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made all things. Now, the aspect is, here, first of all, we know that God, our Father, He is invisible, and we know that He is unknowable. The second aspect is that although He is invisible, yet He wants us to see Him. <coughs> Put that thought in your mind. Although He is unknowable, because He's so big, He's unknowable, we can't grasp Him as such, yet He wants us to know Him. He is beyond searching. He dwells in the secret places, as his word says. But although he's, in, he's, he's unsearchable, he always abides in secret. He says that he covers his presence in darkness, such that it is impossible for man to be able to tap in and to, to be able to find him. Yet, he says he wants you and I to find him. Now look at all those qualities of our Father. He invisible, but he wants you to see him. He is, I know, he is unknowable, but he wants you to know him. He is unsearchable, but he wants you to be able to reach out and to find and to find him. Look at how you know he says somewhere in, in, in the book of John, when he says in John chapter 1, verse 10, when he writes and he says, He came to his own, or he came to the world. If you can read that scripture, it, it is interesting where he says that, you know, he came to the world in, in verse 11. He says, he came to his own, first of all, let us read in verse 10, sorry. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Aspect. Just hold that particular thought in mind. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and when he came into the world, the world did not know him. Secondly, in verse 11 of, chapter, of John chapter 1, again, he says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. No wonder the word of God comes in and he says in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 3, He is called a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Think of coming to your own. The, one, so in the world that he made, he came when he came in, they didn't know him. So he was a stranger in that which is his own. He came to his own Israel. And when he was walking in their midst, he did so many things in their midst. They still did not receive him. And the scripture comes around and says, he is a man of sorrows. 
sorrows on either side because what he has made country. Think of it. Come into your own family. And your father, your mother, your brothers, your sisters, they all, all your cousins, they, you know, they cast you out. They again look at you and wonder, who are you? What is your name? You don't know me. Nah, nah, what is your name? We have never seen you around. And you've grown up with them all along. And that is the experience that our master goes through. That, you know, realize, you know, after he has gone through those three years, we touched it last time. He cries out in Luke chapter 13 when he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. If only, you know, you who, who kills the prophets that are sent unto you, if only you had known the hour of your visitation. A man of sorrows, you know, he had tried his best even for whole three years. He worked out with a desire to be able to draw these people to himself. Yet they did not be able to, they did not be able to find him. They were not able to recognize him. And I want you to look at yourself as I look my, at myself. And let us put ourselves in the position of the, in, in this position. Are there any times he comes to you and you don't recognize him? Are there any times that he comes and he calls out unto you and you ignore him? How many times does he lay himself bare before you and you simply bypass him? Have you, you know, you come to meet somebody, you know, you're smiling because it's somebody, somebody you, you know him very well, but his or her mind is so far away, the person just passes you by, and you go, and you are like, what? And you, 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 you try to turn around, and the person is gone, and doesn't recognize you at all. You are left wondering, why did he recognize you? You know, he's so arrogant, you know, so proud, or whatever. And those are some of the things that we do to the Lord. And you remember a place where it says, grieve not the spirit of God. And so ask yourself, how many times has the Lord bypassed, passed by me and I've not, I've not recognized him? Realize, as, as he, he has told us, you know, as he tells us here of the issue, that he wants us to find him, wants us to see him, he wants us to know him. Now ask yourself, how do I find him? How do I see him? And how do I know him? Now we go back to the beginning where we said the testimonies of the Lord, they are sure. That's what he says in Psalms 19 verse 7. They are sure. They are certain. They are real. They are truth. And he says they make wise the simple. And what he's calling unto us is basically that he wants you and I to open our eyes. We may be able to see his testimonies. Now I want you to look to your left and to your right. Do you see that person who is next to you? Do you know who he or she is? Who is she? Or who is he? Now I'm not asking for the name. That is the testimony of the Lord. That is one of the testimonies of God that he has brought in this particular place for you. And I wonder how many times have you recognized that testimony of the Lord? Or you just overlook it. Ah, this is Tom. Ah, this is Marie. I don't have anything to do with Marie. There is something about the testimony. He says, open your eyes so that you may be able to see my testimonies. Ponder my testimony. Meditate on my testimony. It will make you wise. It will make the way for you. Realize, as we say, in Psalms 119 and verse 99, I think, and around verse 100, where he says, you know, you find yourself wiser than your teachers. 
when you ponder and you you know you meditate and you see and you look intently at the testimonies of God he says you know you'll find yourself having wisdom and understanding more than the ancients that even in the older people who think that they know you will discover that they know nothing compared to you why because you appreciate and you consider these particular testimonies. Now, one thing I want to take note is that God takes that which is available to him to be able to express his will and his purpose. His will and his purpose are his testimonies. Now, always remember, he is invisible. You will not see him like this and see. You know, I've heard people rise up and say, I've seen how the Holy Spirit looks like. You know, it's so strange, some of the testimonies that we hear in our time. The spirit is invisible, and he stays on the inside of us. But I've had testimonies of brothers and sisters says, I've seen the Holy Spirit. He looks like this, or he looks like that. You know, some of the things that are, only one is visible, the Son of the living God. Praise God. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who was given unto us to be visible. The Father is invisible. The Spirit is invisible. We cannot be able to see him. But he works in each one of us, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here... God takes that which is available to be able to express himself. Now, one of the things that I just want briefly to, to look at is, look at the book of, if you go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, verse, uh, verse 6, there's a, a, very interesting, a very interesting thing. One of the most disregarded things, one of the things that you don't even think about. That's why he's saying, open your eyes so that you may see my testimonies. Now, this may be extreme, but... Essentially what the Lord is telling us, he wants us to wake up as his children to understand how he is working and moving in our midst. Many times we love the spectacular, but God is telling us that many times I'm speaking unto you and you are not listening. You are missing your opportunities, you are missing your time, you are missing what I am availing unto you. Now hear what he says in Proverbs 6 verse 6. He says, he says that he uses even the simple ant, you know, like a small ant, the small ant, to teach a powerful lesson to men and women across the whole world, across the whole earth. It, it has a science of its own and it's so complicated. It says in verse 6, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Here. He is not, instead of appearing himself, he has decided, you know what, I'm going to teach man a lesson. Men think they are so big. He takes a small ant and says, go to the ant, oh you sluggard. And you know, learn from him, watch, observe him, and you will be able to be wise. Now hear how he says of him. He says, having no captain, or overseer, or ruler, they provides her supplies in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. That small guy, he's so smart that God says, go to him so that you may be able to learn. That, you know, sometimes I may maybe go to that place of prayer. I'm praying and God is saying, Paul, what are you praying about? I, I, I've given you a, a clear lesson to go and look at. Learn from that particular lesson. Let us be alert. Let us not spiritualize things. Sometimes we tend to spiritualize some things which is not right. God wants us to be able to open our eyes, look at his testimony. He has a testimony in the ant. You think the, uh, the ant, he made the ant. And when he made the ant, he put an expression of himself in that small, in, uh, and that tiny creature to be able to teach us. 
a big lesson. Look even at the, you know, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 to 30, you know that, that particular scripture very well, where he says, do not worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will put on. He says, go to the birds and learn. He says, go to the, you know, he says, go across to the grass, the grass will step on and learn. He says, there is a great lesson, my testimony is in this. Why? He says, the birds don't bother about anything. They are not worried, they never worry, and yet they are never hungry. And yet we worry every other single day. Maybe even right now some eyes are looking at me and they are really worrying, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? The father is saying, and just as he told us in the message he gave us, I am in control. I'm going to see you through in the name of Jesus Christ. Go to the birds and go to the grass and learn. That's what he's telling us. And I want you to ask yourself, what am I missing? Is there a testimony of the Lord? He has his testimony in the birds. I've not come to men and women. He has his testimony in the birds. He has his testimony in the grass that we step on every other day. The Bible says, you know, they don't toil. The lilies, like they don't toil. And yet, even Solomon in all his glory, he was not clothed like any of them. Praise God. That in our pomp and what of you, we can't even compare how, you know, it's step by step. Step by step. Look at how they grow slowly by slowly. And they are, you know, your mower is going to come through and you're going to cut it all down. But that doesn't bother it. It continues to do what it is expected to do. May you pursue what the Lord has called you to do, my brother or my sister, or you in your family. Don't abandon anything by the way. Be patient with what the Lord is drawing you into in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, you know, look in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 verse 15. When the children were being brought unto him, there is something that again is not Look at the children. The testimony of the Lord. He puts it in the things that are completely unspectacular. You may be looking for the spectacular things on the skies to shine and say, yeah, God worked and I saw him working. Then what does he tell you? He says, if you want to receive the kingdom of God, I'll tell you where to go. Go look at the child. Me, a grown-up man, I go look at the child. What am I going to learn from the child? That's what Jesus says in, in, in Mark, Mark chapter 10, verse 15. He says, go to the child. Look at that child. He says, if you don't receive the kingdom of God like a child, you're not going to get it. So observe the children and understand how do they conduct themselves in their issues and in that which concerns them. And as you look at those children and as they run up in the streets or you're looking through the window, you can see them playing up and down. Get to grips to understand when you're going to the park and you can see them playing on the, you know, on the swings and what have you. Look at them and start understanding. Hold on. What is God telling me about the kingdom? He says that the kingdom, I cannot receive it unless I receive it as a child. What is unique about the child that I may be able to receive this particular kingdom? Oh, for the glory of God. And finally, remember, he even goes to the wild animals to give us a testimony. If you go to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, he says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Strange. That he should get that particular beast from the from the from the forest from the from the jungle, and he says the righteous are like that. 
Now, he is invisible, but he has put his qualities all around about, all around about us. He wants us to be able to appreciate and to learn what this particular testimony is. That is the testimony of the Lord. That fill your life with his testimony. And as you fill your life with his testimonies, don't overlook anything that comes your way or things that are happening in your life. Don't overlook anything even in the very nature of the things that surround us. He says, as we look at his testimony and as we meditate on what it is that comes before us, you'll discover something. You'll find the purpose for living. You'll find meaning in life and you'll find the compass that gives you direction in your life. While everybody else is following the, the, the majority or the crowd, you will have that particular compass in your life that tells you today you are better go east, don't go west. Everybody is running west. That is the wrong direction because you have been looking at the testimony of the Lord. And I want you, next week, God willing, we shall be able to finalize that. I was just laying the foundation on that one. That, that what do we learn? There are four main things that I would like us to share deeply, which the Lord laid upon my heart, what we gather or what we, we glean from the testimonies that the Lord gives unto us. So just for today, as you go, I want you to go with this particular thing in your mind, that what is testimony has the Lord placed before me? Remember what Mary read in, in, in the Revelation. He says that Revelation was the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Interesting. And you know, as, as he gives that Revelation, all of it, it was his testimony being laid out to you and to me for us to be able to learn and to appreciate it. And I pray that as you walk this particular week, be looking around you and within, you know, look at your brothers, look at your sisters, seek to understand and ask the Lord, speak to the Lord, Father, what testimony of yours are you placing before my eyes as I look at this particular thing, as I interact with my wife, as I interact with my brother, as I interact with my sister, what testimony are you placing before my eyes? Give me understanding. Open my eyes, oh God. Let me know what your testimony is. Lest, like Israel, we hear him say, oh Paul, oh Paul, didn't you see what I brought before you? Didn't you see my testimony? So I know God, but that was just so and so who passed by my house. He said, that was me. But you didn't recognize my testimony. You missed the time of your visitation. May we pray, may the Lord grant us grace. We shall not miss the time of our visitation. So God willing, next week, we'll be able to continue with our particular uh, teaching uh, in Jesus' name as uh, he grant us grace. Time is so far. He's, he's gone. I don't want to keep